Well, there is a solid win, finally, for the first time in three games, which I know isn't a whole lot. But hey, a win is a win is a win, even though things got a little dicey there towards the end. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Locked On Capitals. I am your host, as always, the insider of the insider, Tyler Kuehl. Oh man, doesn't it feel good to get a win again after the last couple of games that were both a little bit interesting and a little too close for comfort? The Capitals last night defeated the Buffalo Sabres 5-3 at Capital One Arena. It felt it was a very weird game. It was like a tale of two stories. First, Washington came out, looked, made Buffalo look like the, what, 2015 Buffalo Sabres early on. But then all of a sudden, Buffalo came back. Those pesky little buggers, they come around and made things interesting. Get a couple of goals, made things interesting late. But Washington holds on to get their sixth win of the season. Thank goodness we all can breathe a little easier today. So this is a little bit of an interesting episode as well because, well, we only have one game to talk about, unlike our usual Mondays, where it just seems like we have two games to talk about, just this one. And we also don't have an interview lined up today. Now, granted, it was going to be for tomorrow's episode, but John Walton, unfortunately, felt a little hoarse in the throat at the end of the game last night. So just going to get that out of the way. We'll be doing a normal show tomorrow, just moi, yours truly, but that's okay. We'll figure something out and get people on board and you know or maybe do one of those crossover episodes that we did last week with Armando Velez from Locked On Panthers that was pretty fun but before we get too far into this show guys we got to let you know and I gotta say thank you very much for making Locked On Capitals your first listen today and every day like most shows are free and available on all platforms so let's look at last night's game we're also going to get to look at the Metropolitan Division here in just a little bit as well mainly because of the fact that, you know what, it's a very good division, at least by the results and by the standings. We'll talk about that later on, as well as give our cool cap to the night, because we got a few after this W last night against Buffalo. So, let's the, the game last night saw a very odd start. Yes, yes, we've always been talking about the great starts for the Washington Capitals. We talk about how good they have played, how strong they have been. It's something that, you know, truth be told, this is something that should happen with this hockey club, right? Well, the shots were 10 to 3 in the first, I think it was like 15 minutes of that first period. And I said to myself, it's going to be a long night. Like, Dustin Tokarski, who I is very near and dear to my heart for a couple of reasons. One, I got to see him a couple of times when he played with the Hamilton Bulldogs. And two, he was a big part of the 2009 World Junior Championship gold medal winning Team Canada and so that's why whenever I see him play, I'm like, ah, oh, it's Tokark. That's the nickname I gave him. I don't really know what his actual nickname is, but Dusty Tokark is one of my favorites just to watch and be like, hey, I know that guy. And boy, he, he put in some work last night, especially early on, made a few big saves early, but Washington was able to get on the board first. An innocent looking point shot all of a sudden gets deflected by from it was a Johnny Carlson. Uh, yeah, no, Trevor Van Riemsdyk. Trevor Van Riemsdyk took the shot, TVR. Alex Ovechkin tips it. And then right on the other side there is Tom Wilson. It goes off his knee into the back of the net. And Tom Wilson actually felt bad about the goal. We'll explain why here in just a moment. Makes it a one nothing game. His second of the season. Great start for Washington. They get on the board first after a rather dominating start to the period. Then... 
after the end of the first period, by the way, Buffalo kind of put a few on late. So it was only 12-6 for the shots at the end of the first period. And I think Buffalo realized, hey, wait a second. If we keep up at this rate, we could be toast. <laughs> and that's 100% the truth because the way that the Caps started, yes, Tokark made some huge saves in that first period, but no way he was going to be able to hold on for that long because, man, that, that could have been – it could have easily been a seven or eight goal game for Washington – had it not been for Tokarski's play in the first period, and rather, dare I say, throughout the entire game. So we go to the second period, and Puck's in the zone. The Caps are looking to get an opportunity. It's the it's the rookie line out there, and all of a sudden, Connor McMichael steps in, and Connor McMichael shoots, and he gets a weird bounce, and he scores! Connor McMichael, his second goal as a Washington Capital, second goal of his career, second goal in three games, kids. Yes, sir, he is on a streak Boy, oh boy, the rookie with the shot. And, you know, when we talked with Mike Subs last week, you guys remember we mentioned how good his shot is and how good he's able to, you know, adjust on the fly with that shot. Now, I'm not saying he tried to ring it off the Buffalo Sabres defenseman. I'm not quite sure which one it was. But the fact of the matter is this. He knew where he was putting the puck to get the best scoring chance, and also he found himself in a great-A scoring area. I don't know why you leave him open. I did Buffalo not read the scouting report? Connor McMichael, hey, he played right down the road from Buffalo in, the, in southern Ontario in the OHL. You should probably cover him. Well, Buffalo did not, and that's why it was 2-0 early on in the second period. So just a few minutes later, Caps, you know, still kind of controlling. Buffalo's still playing a much better second period. Shots were a little bit more even. In fact, I think Buffalo, I think shots were 9-9 to in the second period off the top of my head. All of a sudden, Ovi's breaking the puck out of the zone, tries to stop, and just blows a tire. There he goes, flying away, and not good because Cody Eakin picks up the puck. Cody Eakin, noted Vegas Golden Knight, comes down the right wing side, is able to sneak one by Vitek Vanacek, makes it a 2-1 game. Well, who someone forgot to call discount tire and ask for a replacement on that blowing one because holy smokes. I mean, I, we always talk about how Ovi's not the, you know, the fastest skater in the world, but typically don't just fall like that. But you know what? Some Even the best do it sometimes, the best make mistakes. And that time, Ovi did, and that led to the goal for the Buffalo Sabres. Cody Eakin, his first of the season, by the way. But it's okay. Redeemed himself a few minutes later. Dmitry Orlov at the point, looking to sift one on through, puts one towards the goal, and it's deflected by noted net front presence Alexander Ovechkin. Ovi gets the tip, beats Tokarski, that is his 11th of the season, and his 741st of his National Hockey League career, tying the great golden Brett, Brett Hall, for fourth all-time in the NHL. This is why Tom Wilson kind of felt bad about scoring that goal last night, because of the fact that he, he, he kind of felt a little off by doing so, because... He said, like, oh, had I not tipped, had it not gone off me, it probably would have gone in the net, and Ovi would have hit 742 tonight. Listen, Ovi, yes, he's striving for that record, but he doesn't care if Wilson gets one or two along the way. Now, yes, if Wilson had done the double deflection twice in one night, then I'm sure Ovi had been like, what the heck is going on here? Someone clearly doesn't want me to score these goals. But Ovechkin, it's funny, you watch the playback, and you see it was five on five. But the Caps have the puck on the outside. They rotate into sort of a modified umbrella. And you're thinking to yourself, all right, on that far side should be Ovechkin. He said it was Johnny Carlson. And there is Orlov seeing a scoring chance throwing it towards the goal. And Ovechkin in the high slot, the bumper position, just like, beep, just a little tip right by Tukarski. Not much you really could have done on that one either. Makes it 3-1. 
And up until this point, guys, I'm looking at Tokarski saying to myself, what are you supposed to do? There's really not much he can... And I, this entire game, we'll get to the other two goals here in just a moment. The Buffalo Sabres had bad luck last night. Bad puck luck, and definitely indeed. They had a couple of posts. Vitek Vancek had to make some good-looking saves in that second period as well. They just couldn't get it to go. So, then we go to the third period. Andres, Andres Bjork is able to get the Sabres within one to make it 3-2 to two with... I believe that was his second goal this season, or was it his first? It was it was his second. By the way, Cody Eakin's second. I messed that up. Andres Bjork, his second. And that did not last long at all because just a few minutes later, Evgeny Kuznetsov, on a nice little back check inside the Sabres blue line, wins the puck back, throws it down because Tom Wilson had been knocked down behind the play. Wide open in the slot, is able to sneak one on through Dustin Dukarski. Dustin Dukarski looks at himself, what am I supposed to be doing here? Because Tom Wilson now has his second of the game, third of the season, on a beautiful play by Evgeny Kuznetsov, his 10th assist on the season. You know, it's funny, like the last couple of games, like, wow, Kuznetsov's been quiet. Well, he's been getting assists, guys. It's Yes, he's not scoring big goals, but he's still being that playmaker that we all know and love, the Birdman, helping out his fellow nestmates, able to make it a 4-2 game. And then it seemed like the game was over after Connor, do they still, is it still credit to Connor Sheary? No, they did give it to Johnny Carlson. They changed it up. Johnny Carlson sits one on through the point. Evgeny Kuznetsov gets his 11th assist on this goal. We thought it was tipped by Connor Sheary last night, but we actually they changed it since this morning. And Ovechkin also gets a point as well. His 10th assist of the season. Carlson, his third goal of the season, puts the game away, right? Uh, no. Colin Miller is able to fire one on a one-timer, beats Vitek Vanacek, and then Jeff Skinner all of a sudden has a great opportunity in front to make it a one-goal game with about 40 seconds left. Vitek Vanacek gets up slowly after getting after Skinner fell on top of him, and all of us are like, this should not be happening. Why are the Capitals not playing? But they hang on. 5-3 winners, thank goodness. Because I just... When you see a goaltender get up slowly, and that's not like Vitek Vanacek had the craziest workload. Ends up making 25 saves in the game last night. But the way he collided with Jeff Skinner, and you watch the replay back, the, there's two things I see here. One, two, one thing that I see notably is the fact that Skinner fell into his shoulder and towards his head, kind of bumped his head, tweaked his neck a little bit. That's one. Number two, Vancheck is in the near splits. If you guys remember Buff or Boston last year in the playoffs, Vitek Vancheck's not the most flexible individual. And he likes the and he can pull his groin. And when you pull your groin once, as a former guy that's done it before, you are very prone to doing it again. So, yikes! And hopefully nothing's come out of it as of yet, as far as I know. Um, one thing worth mentioning during that game last night, before we move on from here, Nick Dowd was in the lineup, ends up leaving the game with an injury. He is going to be obviously looked at again today by the Washington Capitals training staff to determine the length of the injury. That means that there's going to be another open spot. Alexei Protas, come back up, my dear Prince Albert friend. And we'll have to wait and see what the roster changes are from that. Nick Dowd, obviously, who has just had horrible injury luck over the last couple of weeks. Remember, he was going to play one night and ended up having getting hurt in the morning skate, which allowed Protas to get called back up. So once again, more opportunities for rookies, more opportunities for... Young guys to really make their name and, you know, show that they can be an NHLer. Connor McMichael is doing well. Brett Leeson has two of the flukiest goals I think he's ever scored in his life. And now we're going to get to see more of Hendrix LaPierre for at least a couple more games. 
and Alexei Protas, I would believe. Looking at the youngsters' playing minutes last night, Brett Leeson only ended up playing six minutes, as did on um, excuse me, Axel Janssen Falby, who got called up late last night. Lapierre did not play in the game last night. Connor McMichael, of course, played about 12 minutes, which to no one's surprise. On that, I believe he was technically on the third line, but let's be honest, he's he's a guy that you could put on the second line right now and would not have an issue with it, but you just don't want to mess up the camaraderie of those top lines. So we'll get to the cool caps of the night later on in the show. Once again, thank you very much for making this your first listen. And I should say watch as well, Locked On Capitals, because you can watch us on YouTube. Locked On Capitals YouTube channel is live. Of course, if you're watching this right now, we're like, Duh, Tyler, that's what we're doing here. But for those that are listening on their favorite podcatchers, like, oh, I can see his ugly mug? Sure, why not? I mean, if you want to, it's okay. I mean, if you're driving somewhere, don't watch because you should focus on the road and watch out for deer because where I live, there's deer everywhere and they like to jump out in cars and think they can survive them. Hence why I'm driving a loaner vehicle right now, which is, yes, nicer than my Subaru, but let's be honest, I'd rather have my Subi back because deer are stupid. Anyways, sorry. Locked on Capitals on YouTube and on your favorite podcatcher. We're going to talk about the Metropolitan Division as a whole, kind of do a quick little look around here, heading into next week's games. And because we do see an interesting matchup later on this week against Columbus, guys, and Columbus is not going away quietly yet. We're waiting for everyone to pan out. Buffalo started to tail off. They're back down to 500. And the Columbus Blue Jackets, though, the team I picked to finish bottom of the Metro because... What's good about this team? Well, apparently a lot. We'll get to that here in just a moment. But guys, does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another lets you stream your favorite shows, and you're watching sports highlights on your phone while you got your neighbor's best friend's login for all the good stuff. Well, I'm going to tell you about something that will make everything a lot more simple to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to get your TV together. Direct TV Stream brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. The best part? No annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more about DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Of course, you guys probably know that right now. So, Let's jump on the page of the Metropolitan Division. Still, the only division in hockey with every team, well, at least in the NHL, of course. I don't know how the KHL is doing. God knows what the National League in Switzerland is doing, or the Swedish Elite League, or or Liga in Finland, or there's the Austrian. Anyways, in the National Hockey League, there's only one division that has every single team above 500, and every team has played at least 10 games so far. Only a couple teams, I think, in the entire league have played less than 10, Boston being one. And uh, it's it's so crazy to look at this. And you remember how I talked about the bottom? That's where Columbus is going to be. Well, right now the bottom is technically Pittsburgh at 4-3-3. Three, and three. Yes, guys, the lovely formation set for Manchester United. 4-3-3 three, three is what Pittsburgh is through their first 10 games. And they have done this, guys. Remember, without Sidney Crosby, without Evgeny Malkin, without Christopher Letang, and playing both Tristan Jari and Casey DeSmith quite regularly. And, I mean, that's nothing against Casey DeSmith. I think he, I remember seeing him in Wilkes-Barre. He's a great goaltender in the AHL. It's just him and Jari as their tandem is kind of a question mark moving forward. But right now they started off well. And, yeah, Crosby came back, but then went right on the COVID list. So that certainly didn't help. 
but they're still winning hockey games. They're still being a competitive team. And right now, literally in any other division, as I look at their points, they would be close to the top five. Unfortunately, there's a few teams that have a few more wins. But then again, Pittsburgh, like I said, has only played 10 games. A lot of teams out west have played already 12, 13 games, just how things have gone. So I think Pittsburgh, I'm not saying they're going to surge up the charts eventually, but that's what they did last year. They near won the division. So I like the way Pittsburgh is playing right now, the East Division that meant last year. And once they get all their stars back, boy, who knows? Who knows how they're going to end up turning out? New Jersey comes in seventh with a 5-3-2 and two record. Mackenzie, I mean, here's the, this is the real dumb part to me. I didn't really get to talk much about the Scott Wedgwood saga over there, how they put him on waivers when they get Mackenzie Blackwood back to full health, obviously fully vaccinated as well. They put him on waivers, sent him down to, is it Binghamton now? I think it's Binghamton, right? Their American Hockey League affiliate, the Devils, and gets picked up by Arizona and ends up picking up their first win this past Saturday night against Seattle. I thought Wedge was actually playing really well. That That's the crazy part for me is I thought he was looking very confident. I thought he was going to be a goaltender that I'm not saying because Wedge, I remember him. I've, I've known him for a while. He went, he went through the Bandits goalie school program, played for the Plymouth Whalers, and he's a very talented young netminder. And I said to my, or not young anymore, but I'm like, is this his chance to finally maybe come closer to a full-time NHLer? But now, I mean, obviously, Jonathan Bernier being back, and he's actually playing pretty well with a 4-1 record. Uh, Blackwood, when he finally gets going, I think will be good. After remember, he had that heel injury. And it seems like now Nico Dawes is always going to be their third stringer in this system. And I just, I'm bummed because I thought Wedge with Blackwood being out and Bernier being, I mean, 4-1, like I said, it's so crazy to me. I thought he was going to get an honest shot to be a full-time NHLer on a team that's not awful because he already had one sit in Arizona prior. He played a little bit with New Jersey when they were bad as well. I'm like, hey, a decent team in front of him. This could be good for the young man, but unfortunately it doesn't seem like to be the case. But once again, New Jersey, they're looking good. They're playing happy. They're playing good. I love Pavel Zacha's start. Andreas Janssen, former Leaf, is also well. Dougie Hamilton's looking like his money-making abilities are still there. Three goals and two assists so far for Dawson Mercer from Newfoundland. Newfie, right? You think he's a Newfie, right? Yeah. And, boy, he's having a good start. Let me make sure about that. I thought I said he was a newbie. Uh, where is he? Do, 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 do. Dawson Mercer. Say, where is he? Dang, I wanted to, I thought it was, he was from Newfoundland. But now, yes, he is from Newfoundland, Labrador, uh, from Carbonier. That's what I just want to make sure because got to love the Maritime kids coming into the National Hockey League. Right above them in six is the New York Islanders. Now, yes, this was my pick for the Metropolitan Division. This was a lot of people's pick for the Metropolitan Division. 5-3-2, and two, once again, puts you about in the top three or four in any other division here in the NHL this season. However, you have to remember, guys, they have not played a home game this season. They're not playing their first game at the new UBS Arena until, I think, November 21st, so a little over a week and a half from now. And the fact that they are above 500, still being a good hockey team, still not an abysmal start at all by any stretch, without playing a single home game. That, I think, isn't impressive enough. I've talked with Chris King before, and he said, you know, it's nice because the players get time off to come home and hang out for a minute. They're not just on the road for a month, for the first two months of the season. They get to, you know, relax a little bit, skate at their practice rink in Long Island. But the fact of the matter is this. When you play home games, it gets you a little bit jacked up. makes you play a little better. Some teams play tougher. 
in front of their home crowd. The Islanders definitely being one of them at the Coliseum. My goodness, that place gets rocking. The players start hitting hard, and it just makes the other team's lives miserable. Well, I think that may come back to them when they move into their new arena here towards the end of the month. But until then, still a tough schedule for them. But I just, you got to like the way they're playing, given the fact that they have not touched home ice once this season. Columbus sits in fifth with a 7-3. and three. Not a single loss in overtime or shootout so far they only have they do have one shootout win six regulation and over they have sorry one shootout win three overtime wins three regulation wins so they've won really every single way i know line a being hurt there certainly does not help their cause but they started off strong voracek looked good you know Corpusala was playing well. Elvis Merzlikens, I think, is a guy that is playing with a heavy heart and is playing masterfully for Matisse Kilenix, of course, that happened over this offseason. This is a team that I'm not going to give them the playoff tag yet. But boy, they're they got they have something behind them right now that's pushing them to be a competitive hockey club. And once again, seven and three. That puts them second or third in a couple of these divisions right now. It's incredible. Phillies right behind Washington now at six two and two, who the Capitals saw on Saturday. We mentioned them after the you know talking about the game yesterday. Show Carter Hart's looking very good. Martin Jones played masterfully against the Caps on Saturday night. You have Cam Atkinson filling in very well. And this is a team also, by the way, guys, without Kevin Hayes, who's still going to be out for the foreseeable future. Claude Giroux's there. Sean Couturier's being a pest and scoring goals. I mean, Giroux is a pest as well, but. Then you have Ivan Provorov on the back end. The revamped defense is looking a lot better. Philly is a fourth-place team, and once again, in a division that has probably three or four teams that'd be in the top two in a couple of the divisions. That's how crazy this division is right now. Washington, of course, 6-2-4. and four. They're sitting in third. And second, dare I say, with another win last night, the New York Rangers, 7-3-3. Three, and three. That goaltending tandem, guys, watch out. I mean, I don't know if we're going to go harass, you know, Rask Halak from a couple of years ago, but Georgiev and Shesterkin. Shesterkin, I'm I'm not throwing the collar tag out there yet, or not collar tag, the uh, Vesna tag out there yet, but he's certainly making his statement of showing that he is a full-time NHLer. And, of course, Carolina. Carolina, who lost the other night to the Florida Panthers, their first loss of the season. They're still 9-1, and and, yeah, they're, they're good. Carolina is very good, guys. I'm excited to see what they have moving forward. Washington, let me see here. When do they play them? They do not play Carolina until November 28th. So after American Thanksgiving is when they do not play the Carolina Hurricanes, which is going to be a tough stretch looking at it right now, just kind of looking ahead here. They get, they host Florida, the Washington Capitals do, on Black Friday. On Sunday, 1 o'clock, they get Carolina, and they come back on Tuesday, go down to Sunrise, Florida, take on the Panthers to finish up their series set already boy talking about three tough games and I mean you kind of have right on the outside you have mixed in Montreal and Chicago on the outside of that so that's not too bad but boy oh boy it's gonna be tough looking at the remainder of this week for Washington they get Detroit on Thursday Columbus on Friday back-to-back only the second back-to-back I think or is it the first back-to-back first back-to-back yes first back-to-back this season for the Washington Capitals. So we're going to see both, obviously, in some form, Samsonov and Vanacek, either Thursday or Friday. I would throw Vanacek against Columbus and then Samsonov against Detroit on Thursday. Obviously, Detroit's no slouch either. They picked up a big win against Vegas. 
uh, was it Sunday? And that was coming off of an overtime win over Buffalo. I really think this Red Wings team is going to really make some teams angry. Certainly some fun games to watch coming up here. They get Pittsburgh on Sunday before they hit the road. Next week, the California trip, which means I'm going to be exhausted. 10, 10.30, and 10.30. Thankfully, the Saturday night game's at 10.30, so I, you know, I can... I don't have to do a podcast. Unfortunately for you guys, I won't have to do a podcast that night, which makes me just, you know what, for my for my well-being, folks. Uh, but I also probably mention the West, the California trip includes Seattle now, so we will be talking about the Seattle Kraken. They play at 9 o'clock on Sunday night, so it won't be as bad. I'll probably be still able to do a live show, or not a live show, a show right after the game and, you know, get some shut-eye compared to 10.30 on the West Coast. My goodness, love those games. So we'll take a we'll come, quickly come back here to the cool cap to wrap things up here on today's show. I'll also talk about the other scores from last night's game as well. But guys, the NHL season is back in better than ever with a new web interface for the start of the hockey season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the NHL action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On to receive the bonus. From basketball, football, baseball, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Taking a quick look around the league last night, only the three games we mentioned, obviously, Capitals hanging on 5-3 over Buffalo. The Rangers knock off the Florida Panthers, their first regulation loss this season, winning 4-3 at Madison Square Garden, mind you. Good win there for the Rangers and that young core. The Kings going into Toronto last night, knocking off the five-game win streak for the Leafs with a 5-1 victory. That, kids, is, I believe, their fifth straight win as well. So the Kings really picking up steam as they're kind of going through Canada right now. Action on tonight across the National Hockey League. Boston hosting the Ottawa Senators at 7 o'clock. Then you have L.A. continuing, like we said, their Canadian road trip, going over to Montreal for a second half of a back-to-back. Carolina and Tampa the $18 million game, $18 million over the cap rivalry, if you will, even though Dougie Hamilton plays for New Jersey now. That game will be set for 7 o'clock down in Tampa. You also get a chance to see Florida on their second half of their back-to-back. They take on the New Jersey Devils in Newark. Edmonton traveling to Motown to take on the Red Wings. Could be a very interesting game. We'll have to wait and see. St. Louis in Winnipeg in a Central Division matchup. Pittsburgh heads to Chicago to take on the Blackhawks, who just won their second game the other night against Nashville in overtime. San Jose looks to try to bounce back against Pacific Division rival and, dare I say, close to division-leading second place in their division, Calgary Flames. Anaheim taking on Vancouver. Vancouver trying to get back up to 500. Anaheim still in the thick of things right now. And Seattle, in a battle of the recent expansion teams, goes to Vegas for the second time this season. That'll be the 10 o'clock game on that ESPN Plus Hulu deal they got going. So certainly a good slate of games here on this Tuesday night. Let's get to the cool caps of the night. I didn't write them down because I'm an idiot. Uh, no, not Connor McMichael tonight, guys. Don't worry. I'm not I'm not going to go full-scale till on that one. You know, I we haven't done them for a while, so we're going to do them. Alexander Ovechkin gets one. One goal and two assists for the grade eight, once we mentioned. Tied for fourth now in National Hockey League goal scoring with 741. I think uh, despite, obviously, the blown tire that led to the Cody Eakin goal, he seemed, I don't want to say he didn't, he seemed more engaged. But you could tell that the loss on Saturday really kind of stung him a little bit. He played a lot tougher. I think he played 
He skated with a little more purpose in this one, knowing that Buffalo is not an easy team, and he saw himself an opportunity to get some more offense. And when you're, I don't want to say struggling to find goals, he has 11 this season, but what did he do on both the goals, two of the goals he was a part of? Obviously, the John Carlson one towards the end gets a secondary assist, but the Tom Wilson goal in front of the net with a deflection that went off Wilson. His goal that he scored in front of the net on a deflection. Sometimes you just got to do the little things. You got to get to the dirty areas and score goals. Even though Ovechkin is one of the greatest shooters, one of the most skilled players to ever play the game, Ovechkin also knows what it takes to win games. He's done it before. He's won that big silver trophy once, and he shows that, hey, I got to do what I got to do to win this game, get in front of the net, get those dirty areas, and he didn't keep a stick on the ice because he deflected it was like hip-high. But, you know, get to the front of the net and uh, make it hard and uh, get pucks in it and uh, win some hockey games. That's what Ovechkin did. I'm going to give, obviously, Tom Wilson one for sure. Tom Wilson, two goals in this one. One, obviously, lucky deflection. The second, a nice little finesse move, dare I say, from Tom Wilson. Who would have thought Tom Wilson has hands that are not for bashing people's faces in? Two goals in this one. Nice little move by, nice little feed by Kuznetsov. Great move by Wilson in tight to sneak it by Tukarski. He now has three goals on the season after the two-goal night. And you know what? Let's throw the other one to Vitek Vanacek. I, like I said, Want to give it to McMichael. Would love to give it to Kuznetsov, even though he played a great game. But I think Banachek gets this one once again because 25 saves and had to make it that one save against Jeff Skinner there towards the end because that would have certainly made things very interesting. And the way Buffalo really kind of pushed there towards the end, they did not allow Washington to get really too far ahead and get comfortably ahead because, yeah, it was 5-2 at one point. But did Buffalo, after that first period, did they ever really seem out of the game? They seemingly very, they kept it very tight the remainder of the way and gave themselves a chance, and Vanacek had to turn them away with a couple of big stops in the second and third period. So Vanacek picks up the win. That win, I believe, is his third win? Third win of the year? I thought it was his fourth win of the year. Nope, it was his third win of the year. I was right. Third win of the year. He's now 3-2-3 three, and three through his nine games he has played so far this season. So those are your cool caps of the night. We'll obviously have some after the game on Thursday. So we have a couple days off. We'll try to get one on someone for Wednesday or record a show on Wednesday to preview the weekend's action. Maybe I'll talk to someone from the Detroit side of things. We'll have to wait and see. Just hang out for that. Uh, thank you very much for making Locked On Capitals your first listen and first watch of the day on YouTube and wherever you listen to your podcast. Free and available on all platforms. Now go make Locked On Fantasy Hockey your second listen of the day. Host Scott Cullen uses his decades of fantasy hockey experience and to help you become the best and most brightest and most informed in your fantasy league or pool like this show. Free and available on all platforms. We will be back tomorrow with another show, probably talking a little bit more about the individual players themselves. Maybe I'll be able to snag someone today. We'll have to wait and see. I'm not quite sure yet, but we'll just we'll keep everything on ear right now because, well, uh, trying to get someone in a few hours to do a show with you is very difficult to do, especially since, you know, we're not like we're we're not Sportsnet or NBC Sports Washington. We're not really the big the big guns. We're we're just good old Locked On Capitals. We're just happy to be here, and thank you for all for listening and watching, as course as always. Follow us at Locked On Caps on Twitter. Follow me, the inside of the insiders, Tyler Kuehl, at TJKU29 on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you all very much for making this edition of Locked On Capitals a fun one. Caps win. They're 6-2-4. and four. They're back on the winning track. And we have now two big games coming up later this week. They'll be certainly fun to preview. For sure. Thank you all very much for watching this episode of Lockdown Capitals. We will see you and listen to you and hear you tomorrow.